I hope you miss me. I, I was gone last week. You probably didn't even notice. But anyway, I was at Good Neighbor Days, and uh, I'm a Hugo line, and that's our main fundraiser. And so I was worried. I, well, we were all worried about how it was going to play out. You know, are people ready? And boy, I'll tell you, people are ready. It was a barn burner, I'll tell you. Friday night and Saturday was nothing but sardines. Uh, we had Uncle Chunk uh, playing, and then we had uh, fireworks in the evening. And uh, it all went well, and we had a banner, and so we're it's we're sitting pretty, we're happy, and I know everybody that came had a good time too. So, and then good neighbor of the year is Dr. Bill Barrett. Uh, he's a owner and a proprietor of Hugo Chiropractic. Uh, he is just one awesome person and well deserved to win uh, 2021 Good Neighbor of the Year. So hopefully you guys uh, miss me enough, and you got a lot of questions for me today. We got a new person on the other side. Uh, last time, not last week, I wasn't here. But the week before, we had Grant and. And it's Rachel, correct? Rachel. Right? Yep. Okay, there you go. Because all of a sudden I sat down and go, gosh, is it Rachel or is it Rochelle? I'm like, I can't remember. And so I'm a great, I have a great memory, but very short. So, so welcome to the show. Thank I, you. Uh, yes, hopefully we'll, we'll get through this. We'll hit a beat and all will be right with the world. So, so everybody, when you call in, you know, say hey to her, welcome them to the show and talk real slow. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but yeah, so hopefully you got some questions. And then, of course, I've always got stuff to talk about and uh with the heat the big thing has been you know the heat the puppers and so hopefully you guys have remembered now now we're starting the 20th year here uh the first week in uh june was not the starting the 20th year of my talk 1071.com and so it's pretty good the the mainstays are the the original cast members uh, is myself and Lori and julia and we were here from the get-go. Well, actually, Lori and Julie are the first ones because they started when the station started. I didn't start until August. They started in June. So, so yeah, 20 years of talking to you all. And I, I it's, it's 20 years. It's still can't, two hours. Every time we have guests on the show, it's, it's like uh, two hours already. It just goes so fast. And then there's some weeks where it's like, it's no, but mostly it's just, it's really fast. So if you got questions, uh, give a holler, 651-641-1071, And so we can get the show on the road. And being then in honor of Father's Day, uh, we're going to do da- stupid dad jokes today. And so I'm going to give you the first of part of the line, and then hopefully... Rachel, you can figure out the rest of the line because remember the stupid dad jokes, okay? okay? And my my father left in what? A, oh, you see, my left in ninety nine. Dad left in oh one, and so I've been uh, an orphan since oh uh, one. But uh, but best dad, very calm. The most he was maybe about six two, six three, and just very calm, very gentle. Worked for the state of Minnesota for a trillion years, and so uh, he was always he was just like his dad. And Frank Wonky, he was. <laughs> You n- you never really knew he was there, and all of a sudden he evaporated. And go, where'd Dad go? And Dad never could do this. If he had to go to the bathroom, he wouldn't say any. He wouldn't say a word. He wouldn't say like, "I'll be right back" or just anything. He just evaporated, and so it just got to be a big joke. Anytime Dad evaporated, we'd go check the bathroom. And sure as bananas, <laughs> are you in there, Dad? Are you in there? So anyway. So, and happy Father's Day to all you guys are that are out there that uh, you may not have two-legged kids, but you got four-legged kids. You're great dads, too. So, congratulations and happy Father's Day. And hopefully somebody's doing something sweet and kind for you. And uh, you're getting extra kisses from whether it be you have, you have a dog or whether you got a cat or whatever type of thing. And... Uh, <laughs> 
It rained a little bit up in uh, Hugo today. It, it, I would call it, it was a spit. It's so dry. You know, and so it started to rain. I'm going, it's our crops are saved. Well, <laughs> I should have kept my mouth shut. And I should have went and washed my truck. You know, that's when it always rains. You wash your car, and sure as bananas is, you know, 0.2 seconds. And then here comes the rain now for not. But anyway, no, we just got a spit up in Hugo. So, um, and we need so much. It's so dusty. They've been bailing hay like crazy for the last two and a half weeks. And there's so much dust. You come out of the field and you have to take a compressor and blow off the hay bind. You got to blow off the wagon. You got to blow off the tractor. And then you got to blow yourself off. I mowed a little bit. Well, I didn't mow. I set the blades high. All I wanted to do was where it was shady, there was, you know, it's a little bit of a lawn there. So I set it kind of high. And, but boy, I got it off the, the mower and you couldn't believe what color I was <laughs> and that I was, had a red mower. I had to go use a compressor on me. So it was just crazy. So anyway, yep. So give a holler. 651-641-1071. The lines are open. So dial us in. Uh, once again, we're going to talk a little bit about behavior. Uh, one thing that I want all you folks that have gotten puppies, new puppies, I want you to think about this. Um, I know it's really, um, cute to give your dogs all kinds of, of cutie names, you know, like let's say it's, his name is Barney and you call him, Oh, the barn. Hey, Bob, I can't think of different names for Barney. I should have picked the wrong name, but you know what I mean? A lot of people have cutesy names, you know, they call him buddy or Hey buddy, you know, over here. Don't do that when they're young and you're first starting out with the puppies or even a new rescue dog, uh, because all rescue dogs are renamed. Okay. They're renamed. Whereas they might know the dog's name when it came into the program uh, but uh, they rename it and it's kind of like a re-beginning of a new start and so uh, it, so that's why if you get a rescue dog that has just kind of gotten into the system hasn't been in for like six months or so you can rename and it doesn't have to be close to what they was because they d- are <laughs> trying to learn a new name anyway so what's another one but the big thing is, is that then when you when you get a new rescue dog or a new puppy is that you just use that per- dog's name and so that uh like, okay, let's say the dog's name is Pork Chop. Don't call him Porky or Choppers or, you know what I mean, stuff like that. Because all the dog in time will learn that all of them are them. But at the beginning, it makes training really hard and frustrating for the dog because he's not sure what his name is. So save the cutesy, cutesy names until the dog really, truly knows his name and he's older. Uh, like maybe a year or so. Then if you want to start putting in cutesy names, that's fine. But just remember, it's kind of like me. I grew up, I was a Kathleen. I grew up being called Kathy. And then when I started bartending, they called me Katie because I didn't look like a Kathy. And so what would happen if people would call me Katie and I didn't answer, for, oh, that's me. <laughs> or then, or, and now people started calling me Katie more often because I, I was bartending more. So then I got, got lax on Kathy. I didn't act as fast when somebody said Kathy. Oh, that's me. And so that's why what you got to remember is with the dogs, don't do the cutesy, cutesy names. You know, find the name, stick to it, you know, and that's, uh, I, I can't tell you how training will go forward faster with that. But then that, when the dog gets older, like a year, and the manners are starting to come together, then start putting in those cutesy, cutesy names. Okay, I know it's going to be hard. Everybody, you know, has cutesy names for the dogs and the cats. And another thing with cats, do you know why cats come to kitty, kitty? Because that's what you call them. 
call if you name the cats. Okay, I've got I've got cat with a K. I got Sally. I've got Walter. I've got um, uh, Mama Squigs. I did not name that cat, but anyway. And so that's what their name is. And so they all come to their name. If I call Sally, I get Sally. I call Walter, I get Walter because that's why nobody's allowed to call any of my cats here Kitty Kitty. I always yell at them. No, that's not the cat's name. All right. So that's why we keep that. There's a lot to be said for the names of a cat and a dog. So, okay. So let's run to break and then we'll come back. We'll start taking your calls. Uh, once again, got open line 651-641-1071. Okay. So now, Rachel, I'm going to give you the, the beginning of the joke and then why we're going to break. You try to think because it's a da- stupid dad joke, what the okay. ending might be. Okay. Did you hear about the restaurant on the moon? We'll be right back. All right, it's uh, Father's Day, so happy Father's Day to all the two-legged and four-legged kids, or dads out there of two-legged or four-legged kids. So so we're doing an honor. We're doing uh, dumb dad jokes or stupid dog dad jokes or just plain dad jokes, whatever you want to call it. Okay, before we went to break, now you're going to finish this up. Okay, did you hear about the restaurant on the moon? Oh, what, any any thoughts? Uh, any thoughts? Restaurant on the moon? Uh, hard to get a reservation? Ah, no. There's great food, but no atmosphere. Ah, uh, okay. All right. <laughs> so that's the dump, the dump, bump, bump. Yeah, the There we go. Okay. Let's head to the phone lines and just start answering some questions. Who's up? Hello. Hey, Melissa. Hey, Katie. How are you? Good, good. How about you? Good. We met you about 12 and a half years ago with our puppy, Chase. He's okay. now having to put up with a three-and-a-half-month-old new puppy that my daughter brought into the house. Ah. And um, I have, we have a few questions. Okay. I, I can't tell if it's going well or not because we're older and <laughs> uh, not sleeping at night is hard. Um, so... When can you expect a puppy to sleep through the night, and how long can you leave them in their kennel? Okay, um, at night, right, you know, how old is the puppy? You said three and a half months? Three and a half months, Okay, yeah. the, uh, the kennel should be in a bedroom with you, and the re- that's part of the bonding process. They get used to our smells and our, our sounds and such. And also, a lot of pups, what they will do out of stress, they'll scream and whine, like if they're in the laundry room or another room. They're all by themselves. Because okay. you've got to remember that they just, they got weaned from the mom, then they lost their mom and their litter mates. Who the heck are you and where am I and what's going on? And so that's why in their kennel, not in your bed, in your in the kennel, in your bedroom is a good one. And at that age, you usually, if they go to bed 9, 10, they'll wake up 1, 2, and 5, 6. And usually that okay. 1, 2 in the morning will probably start not or going away oh, about four, four and a half months is most dogs. And they, they go from 9, 10 to 5, 6. Okay. Okay. And don't ever wake the dog up. I had a caller once that set an alarm clock to wake your dog up to take him out to go potty. Don't do that. <laughs> yeah, he hasn't, um, or she hasn't had a accident in the kennel. Excellent. Um, but we have it on our, on our main level because of going in and out, mm-hmm. and the bedrooms are upstairs, and we didn't want to have to go up and down, but... Mm-hmm. Someone slept on the couch for the first couple weeks, but we've been trying to get back to our own beds. But and how's that going? Okay, so um, 
she's still on the same schedule where she's waking about every three hours. Okay. What kind of dog uh, is it? It's a second generation uh, mini Bernadoodle. Okay. Okay. And uh, my daughter would like it for an emotional support dog. Okay. Um, so it might make sense to then move the, the dog up to her room. Yes. Um, the other thing is potty training, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, we we think we're doing it the way we're supposed to, but she's a very food-motivated uh, dog, and our um, other dog was not, is not and was never motivated by food. Okay. Um, and so when we put her food out, she... Eats like a ravenous. I don't even know what to say. I, I've never seen anybody eat like yeah, that. Yeah, they eat so not one they, of those bowls to slow it down. Yep. But yep. she still eats like that, right. um, really fast. And um, we give treats for potty training. No, and we don't want to do that. Don't do that. No, you don't train with treats. Okay, you are the treat. Your verbal praise and your physical praise. If you use treats to train potty train, it's going to take longer. Number one, number two, dog's going to learn to go out, splash, and race back for that treat. Okay, so then you can bring him in oh. thinking he's done, and boom, there it is in the house. Okay, yes, that's what's happening. Right, and okay. so no, you take her out on the potty to the potty spot on about a fifteen foot line, stand still. And just in like in a chant, you will go potty, go potty, go potty. And when she goes potty, let's say it's first thing in the morning, you always get a piddle and a doo-doo. So let's say you yep. get the piddle, okay? Good potty, very nice. Don't say good girl or good boy. It gets well nutsy in the headsy. You're just going to, you know, it's like, recess! So you want to stay very yeah. calm and steady. Good potty, very nice. Let's And the maximum time for a Minnesota dog is two minutes. Okay, let's say she does piddle. Two minutes is up. Bring her back in the house. Wait a minute or two. Take her back out to the potty spot. Go potty, go potty. If no doo-doo yet, bring her back in. Put her in the kennel, feed her. And then 10, 15 minutes after she gets done eating, open the kennel door, take the bowl out, and then take her out to go potty. And 10 to 1, you'll get the doo-doos in. Okay? Then the main time they have to go potty is right when they wake in the morning, right when they wake up from a nap, right after they get done playing, 10, 15 minutes after they get done eating or drinking. They need to go potty. you got to remember that. Okay? If you take them out too often, they're not going to learn bladder control. So they'll always have kind of a weak bladder. You want to teach them how to hold it. And most dogs okay. will hold it at night for the fact that their their whole system comes to a slowdown, right? Because they're sound asleep, all right? Yeah. And so, yeah, okay. so, so uh, and you don't you fill the tanks before they go to bed either. You take them out to go potty, and then you take them and put them in the kennel and go night-night. So you don't go give, yeah. let them have some more water or anything like that to put anything into the tank. But the big thing, you want to teach a dog what it's called and where to go. Yeah. Okay, now back to the feeding. You know, people get there because the dogs inhale, and that is not healthy for a dog. But the big thing, dogs weren't meant to eat dry, kibbled food. Okay, that's a human. Okay. That's a human convenience. And so I try to get everybody to take you put whatever you got for the food, put it in the bowl, put hot tap water on it till it floats nice. Okay, put okay. it aside. Put it aside, wait a half hour for non-grain-free, an hour for grain-free. Go back to the dish. All the water should be gone, and it should be absorbed into the food. And then you want to feel the kibble. And if it, it should be pretty soft to the center, okay? If it is, 
Great. Poop it up, put your supplements in and feed it. If it's not, add a little bit more water and wait another five minutes or so, you know, to finish rehydrating it. Then you fluff it, put your supplements in, fluff it again, and then now feed it. Because dogs that wolf their food like that and people go buy those things to slow them down, it's still, they're they're slamming it down into a hole into into their stomach. And then that's like eating a box of saltine crackers. And then they go over and drink a buttload of water to compensate for all the dry matter and all that weight sets in the stomach and that's not healthy for them. Okay. So that's why you want to you want to soak the food before you give the dog. You want to help rehydrate it so their system doesn't have to work so hard. And how many times a day? <clears throat> um, it's up to yourself. Giant breeds, you know, such as uh, Great Danes, Newfoundland, St. Bernard's, whatever, those should be th- fed three to four times a day because the quality, the quantity of food they need, you know, to grow, does you, it's too much at one or two feedings. But now your size dog, just once in the morning, once at night, should just be fine. Okay. Okay. And then what do you use treats for then when she comes to her name? No. Why are we using treats? No. Treats are good for if you want to if you want to teach you like a trick, like roll over or something like that. But no, you are the treat. Your verbal praise and your physical praise. When she comes in, you know, in the chest where the chest V is in the underneath the chin, the throat, and then there's a V. Dogs love to be scooched there. They like melt, and so you just give them a scooch in there and go, "Oh, what a buddy! Very nice. That's very nice." And most dogs are like, "Oh yeah, that's good." (laughs) Okay. And so that's why the whole thing, don't have the dog get used to, you. treats have their place in the world, and in, the, in they have their, if a dog has an aversion to something, he's worried or scared about something, then I'll bring the treats out for maybe a, a day of that, and then I phase them out, all right? Because okay. you will always have yourself, you won't always have a treat. And so the thing is, a dog will do a quick air sniff, you ain't got nothing. Bye! <laughs> and so that's why okay, I want that. I want the dog to work for me. Yep. I think you you hit it right on the head yep. about what we've been doing wrong. Mm-hmm. I forgot. Um, our dog Chase never used treats. Yep. Um, and you could leave a bowl of food in the middle of the floor all day long, and he'll only eat when he's hungry and mm-hmm. doesn't. Yeah. After that, okay. So, okay. But now the big thing is because you chose to get a puppy. You know, the thing is you got to be the referee. All right, because that puppy's going to be relentless with him. And so the thing is, oh, yeah. is, they can come together and play for a little couple minutes and then separate. You put the le- you put the pup on a leash so you got control of the situation, okay? okay. Because you, you don't want the pup to bond to him. The more times they spend together, then the more the pup is going to follow his lead and not the human lead, all right? The pup has to oh, bond okay. to the humans first and then. But the, the pups are always chewing the ears, chewing the tail, chewing the legs. You know, and you can just see the adult dogs going, get it away! And everybody wants it. Oh, when he's had enough, he'll do something about it. That's not the dog's job to do that because that's that's mom's job and mom ain't here anymore. So now what you got to do is you got to take care of the situation. Be the referee. You got to be the guard his face and space from that puppy. Okay? Yes. Yes, because the poor older dog is just looking at us. You bet. You bet. Is the, Yeah, what the sand bananas <laughs> did you do? I had it really nice without this year. <laughs> right. Okay. That's exactly right. Yeah. Yep. So you got to get him into a puppy class, get you, you know, dust off and, and start learning, you know, how to create the good working team. You can look at my website, go to mytalk1071.com and there's a link to it. Then you can see my puppy classes. 
It's just a yeah, one. Yeah, we did that for our other dog. We will do it again. Yeah, because um, we got to get you organized. Is it too soon or not? Well, how old? A three and a half. Months. Oh, no, right. Yeah, twelve weeks to four and a half months is puppy class. Okay. So, yeah, check out the schedule because I've got some coming up here, and I think I have a couple openings. It's just a two-time, hour-and-a-half class, and then seven okay. dogs per class, okay? Sounds really good. Okay, kid. All right. Thank you so thank much you. for the update. I needed to hear that. All right. Take care. All bye-bye. Right. Yep. Bye-bye. Yep. Train on. Train on. So, anyway, but uh, with puppies, folks, like I say, you you want the pup to bond to the humans, and in the house, so that's why you've got to be the referee and uh, and keep the pup on a leash or take him out away from the other dog, okay? Remember, dad jokes. What do you call a fake noodle? What do you call a fake noodle? We'll be back. All right. Hey, and just uh, did, did you notice out the, the out the window? I don't know if you can see the window. The window is it's like downpouring here at the station. It's unreal. I'm hoping Hugo's getting some of that because, Lord, do we need it. The, the fields, everything is just a driveway. They've cut hay. It looks like what's left behind is nothing but like sticks. It's so dry. You don't even think that the field can and come back, you know, with hay, how dry it is. It's just, it's nuts, nuts is what it is. But like I said, God's got a plan. Just got to kind of hang in there. That's the main name of the game. But okay, we got to wait for Rachel to get off the phone so we can do our, do our dad's joke. Uh, there again. Now, remember, we're not going to call, no cutesy names for the puppies or the adult dog, second ones that you get. And then call your cat by its name. Don't call it kitty kitty. Another thing you don't want to do, do to your dog, don't stare at them. That makes dogs very nervous and very kind of like they don't, they, they look away because they're worried that you're going to, eye contact is everything in a dog's world. And so that's why if you stare at the dog, you can glance and then glance away, glance and then glance away. But don't stare, stare at the dogs. Especially if you're, you know, if you're having a, um, some uh, issues as far as a dog being pushy, that's the last thing you want to do. What you do want to give them is a side profile. Turn your head sideways and then ah uh, ah uh, ah uh, uh, be nice and then glance at them. Side profile ah uh, ah uh, ah uh, ah uh, and then glance back at them. The side profile to a dog is a calming signal. Okay, all right, Rachel, you ready? What do you call a fake noodle? Uh, and in Pasta. Excellent. Oh, ding, ding, ding. <laughs> and, yep, that impasta. I am pasta. That is good. Good, good, good. Ding, ding, ding. There you go. Okay. Let's head to the phone lines. Who's up next? Why don't you introduce them? All right. We got um, Jane, who has a question about um, her anxious dog in crates and with fireworks. All right. Hi, Jane. How you doing? Hello, Jane. Oh, hello. Oh, there you are. Um, I have a question today. We have an 11-year-old Vishla and have had problems probably for the last four or five years. Mm -hmm. Definitely always with thunderstorms and um, fireworks are awful. Yep. Um, so we've tried, you know, mild sedative from the vet. He's literally crawled, you know, clawed his way out of kennels yeah and kind of ruins our furniture yeah so um there's a little bit of separation anxiety at times i think too but once the fireworks and the thunderstorms in the summer start it's game on until fall yeah when we can 
safely leave him again. Okay. So I was just wondering if you had ideas on something well, we could try. Now, is this the only dog you have? What? Is this the only dog you have? Yeah. Okay. Uh, first of all, you can start putting rescue remedy in his water. A couple drops of rescue okay. remedy. Okay. Okay, that's going to help. Uh, yes, yes. Well, every time, okay. yeah, just daily. I mean, if let's say he goes, uh, he goes to one bowl of water with the rescue remedy in it. Okay, and then you're mm-hmm. going to give him another bowl of water that day. Don't put it in again. Just you know, okay. just once a day. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Because then what we're trying to do is get him on an even keel here, and then um, you want the pet rem- uh, rescue remedy because you don't want the alcohol in it. All right. Now springtimeinc.com has is called stress complex. Our stress-free complex is what it is. Stress-free complex. A lot of people had luck with that to take the edge off. Okay. okay. Also, too, you can go to present moments. All right. That's in Minneapolis. And what they do is they do a lot of, uh, they work with the Bach flowers and create a kind of a remedy for that. You give them what the dog is going through and they create a remedy for them. Okay. So okay. that's another one. You could also go to Amy Williams DeLong, D-E-L-O-N-G dot com. She is into now the oils, okay? She's into the oils, and she can make a concoction for you, too. All right? Okay. Now, the best okay. thing, now what, do you have an all-wire kennel or a plastic kennel? Uh, we've tried both, and yeah. he has destroyed both. Okay. Um, because what, when the, like, cause Mike Gilligan, uh, that's a long story how it happened with him, but he, I had him for four years before, you know, crap at the for, uh, with fireworks and, uh, fireworks or fireworks and thunderstorms. And so what I do with him, number one, I use what I just told you about. And then I also, I, I, I turn on the fan over the stove. I turn on a floor fan and then I crank either the TV and, or the, uh, the stereo. Okay, because yeah. what I'm doing yep. is I'm taking the edge off so he can't really dwell on on the sound. And, it, you know, he's he's yeah, he's a little bit nervous, you know, type thing. But he's nothing like if I didn't do it <laughs> because it, you know, and the and the only thing is, is that when they go deaf, then everything's all done. You don't have to worry about it anymore. But the yeah. thing is, is that why they're here. There are some people that have gotten the earmuffs for the dogs. Okay. okay, and and I tried it on Gilligan, and Gilligan such got such a small head, and he got perk ears. It didn't work well, but now you've got a dog with you know flop ears, so that mm-hmm. might work. So there's it's, um, I think if you go to my website, uh, katiekanine dot com, uh, the, I'm not is either under radio show or under links, and I mm-hmm. think they're called pup muffs, if I'm okay. not mistaken. But anyway, so there's a training process to it. And so what it does yeah. is just like the headsets that you wear, like mowing or any loud noises, it takes out the the noises, the noise. Some that you can start by if your dog will like wear a hat, <laughs> then that will, the muffs would work a lot better and quicker if the dog can wear a hat and not yeah. be bugged by it. But it's going to be a process is what it's going to be. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. And so um, now with uh, Gilligan, um, now I put him in a plastic kennel sometimes. And then I, there again, I had the floor fan by that. Then I've got the, you know, the fan over the stove going. And then I got a TV going. And then plus being in the kennel, it, that also puts a sound barrier there too. Okay. Right. So, yeah. So what you got to do is kind of just find what really, truly, t- I don't use real drugs on, on any dogs because it's hard in their kidney and their liver. 
And sometimes mm-hmm. they fight the effect of that, what they're feeling from the drug, that it even makes their, them worse. And so that's why if you do some things naturally, a.k.a. Bach flower remedies, you know, or natural oil remedies, and then like that stress-free complex. And then what's so neat mm-hmm. about all this stuff, you can do them all <laughs> because, right. they, you know, they're not chemicals. They won't, inter- they won't interact. But, but the worst thing to do is say, oh, there, 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 it's okay. You know, some dogs, if you can get them to play fetch, you know, every dog is different as far as how over the edge they go with the sound. Some of them just get so paralyzed and you just stand there and shake. You know, they just, they can't do anything. And so that's why you just got to kind of try the different things and see what will work. Have you tried the Thunder shirt with him? Oops. Uh Oh, I think we might have. Might have lost, lost her. her. Oh, no. Okay, because another thing is the Thunder shirt. But one thing with the st- Thunder shirt, folks, what you got to realize is that um, don't put it on like two seconds before the storm hits. <laughs> What you're going to do is you're going to, when you invest in the the thunder uh, shirt, you're going to put it on a, a nice day. So you know, let them wear for, wear it for oh, a half hour here, an hour there, whatever. Obviously, not when it's really hot out. <laughs> but you want them to associate it with calmness, okay? And then, like, let's say last night they said a storm might be coming through at four in the morning. Okay, I would put it on last night, and so then I'm not going to wait until the storm is here to put it on. What I'm going to do is, is I'm going to think ahead of the game. And so that a lot of people have had the thunder shirt, and then there's a, some kind of a jacket. Is I forget what it is. And if anybody knows, call in. It's it's almost looks like it has aluminum on the inside of it. And what it does, because some uh, dogs get like electric static cling, you know, from the uh, the air. The when a storm comes in, it, it electrifies the air, and some of them get zings. Uh, by bringing the dog into the bathroom where the piping is uh, and sit in there with, with the leash and either put them in the bathtub. Some small dogs like to go behind the toilet between the wall because what it does is it kind of grounds them and so they don't get that that sna- snap like if you would touch, walk across a rug barefoot and then touch electric socket, you know, I mean the light switch, you get a little snap. And so that's what we got to do is try to find out what will work best for uh, the dog. And it's just it's a trial and error thing for, but the worst thing you can do is go, oh, there, there, it's okay, we'll be fine. No, because he's he's scared, he's worried, he needs somebody who's got some confidence is what he needs. Did we get her back or not? Okay. Nope. Okay. Oh, well, that happens. That happens. Don't worry about that. Okay, let's head for the next door and the next person. All right, we got uh, Joanna, who's got a question about her rescue dog. Okay. Hi, Joanna. How you doing? <laughs> hey, Joanna. Uh-oh. Hi. Oh, there you go. Hi. Hello. What can Thanks I do for, for you? my call. Oh, you bet. So, I have Jack. He's a year and a half old, and he's a lab hound mix. Okay. He did have a troubled start to his life before I adopted him as a rescue. Mm-hmm. He, I think, was traumatized. Um, I think he was hit. So when we first got him, and I, um, it's myself and my two daughters, when we first got him, we really had to like slow our movements down, mm-hmm. um, slow down with um, any kind of affection, and then we had to kind of turn down the volume on things until he got acclimated mm-hmm. because he would like startle or flinch. Okay. Um, 
slowly he got acclimated to the home. We did puppy training classes, and I also did the Good Canine Citizen course with oh, him. Oh, nice. And he did fantastic. Wow. Um, why I'm calling is because he is a very sensitive boy, and he's very um, in tune with everyone's emotions in the room, mm-hmm. and he likes to be kind of in the mix with everything. Mm-hmm. Yet he doesn't do that well with new people, mm-hmm. and he doesn't do well with men. Okay. Yeah. No, that's very standard. Yeah. And so what I'm trying to do, because I'd like to get him out there a little bit more with volunteering now that things are starting to open up, Mm -hmm. is how do we navigate introductions with new people? Because he kind of gets this like slow start and he looks for a lot of reassurance from me. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, when he feels like it's not going his way, he gets aggressive. Mm -hmm. So and then he'll growl. And in a couple of cases, he snapped at people. Mm-hmm. And so I don't want to bring him around new new events, new people, especially with the kids being in soccer and stuff like that. Yep. Like now I really have to keep an eye on him. Uh-huh. How do I how do I help him through this? OK, well, first, you don't bring him to any venues like that where there's a lot of people, a lot of actions going on. He's going to melt because he can't, you know, he doesn't know where it's coming from. There's too much action that okay. you got to take baby steps here. Like, let's say when you come, you have you know a couple of people come to your house. You have yeah. Mona so you've got control of the thing uh, of him, the whole situation. OK, and then when you when people first get there, you tell them to totally ignore him. Don't look at him. Don't touch him. Just walk on by. And you've got him on a leash. OK, yeah. and so then now let's say we're going to go sit by the uh, uh, the kitchen table or on the deck what you're going to practice before you need it is you're going to take just to his leave his buckle collar on take his leash make sure it's a nylon leash and you're going to take the bulk of the leash like three quarters of the leash and put it on the chair and then sit on the bulk of the leash and now ignore him don't look at him don't touch him don't do anything if he puts his paw up on you you know your leg like hi hi turn your head sideways because a side profile is a calming signal and then you're going to be sitting in your chair with your hand on your wrist wrist and so then what you're going to do is you turn your head sideways and extend your arms out and give him a bump ah Okay. What you want by sitting on the leash, you totally ignoring him. You okay. want him to be able to find within himself to calm himself down without any help from you. Okay. Okay. So you're going to practice this three times a day. Sit on the leash for a minute here, five minutes there, whatever. So he gets used to that. When you sit on the leash, oh, it's that exercise. I don't, I can't bug mom. Okay. Then now your people come in and you're going to answer the door. People should, if they're coming in north and south, you face east and west. All right. Don't let people okay. walk into you. You want them to walk past you and they are not to look at the dog, touch the dog, just walk on by. And then you're going to tell them, go sit in the, you know, the kitchen or the deck. Okay. Now this exercise is called the invisible dog. Okay. Everybody's sitting down. You go and pull your chair away a little bit so that, that he can get used to the sounds and the smells of the people that just came. And you're just going to sit on the leash and ignore the dog. And once he finally, you know, calms down. Mm-hmm. Okay, then uh, don't take him off the leash. Just get off the leash and let him go say how do's. Now, we're going to come back. we got to run to break here. So we're going to come back and we're going to um, uh, go over this some more. So don't hang up, okay? Okay, thank okay, you. Okay, Rachel, you re- ready? Okay, now here's the dad joke. Remember, we're doing dumb things. Okay, what do you, what did the grape do when he got stepped on? What did the grape do when we, he got stepped on? We'll be mm-hmm. back. All right. Okay, what did the grape do when he got stepped on? Oh, man, I don't know. Uh, got foot jam? <laughs> no, he let out a little wine. Aw. Dad jokes, dad <laughs> jokes. 
What did the grape do when he got stepped on? He let out a little wine. There we go. Okay, there we go. Okay, back to the phone lines. And we're with Joanna, correct? Yes. Okay, I got a good memory, but it's very short. <laughs> so anyway. Okay, so uh, so now um, you've got, now you're sitting at the table, you know, and then now let's say the dog finally lays down. Don't get off the, I mean, don't take the leash off. Just get off the leash. And now okay. he's going to go up and say hi. You know, it, maybe, maybe not. Okay, if he walks and leaves the room, no problem. But what you've got to start working on is, is that first of all, Anybody that walks towards, directly towards a dog, puts them on the defense, okay? And then, mm-hmm. Pete, because you're staring at him, it's direct conflict. Okay, then everybody wants to stick their hand in the face and space of the dog. Like, here, smell me. This is who I am. It's like, let's say you and I meet for the first time, and I come up and I, I take my fist and I shove it to your nose. Like, here, smell me. This is who I am, Katie. Okay, so what you want to do, also then people want to go and pet him between the ears, down the back and the neck and to the shoulders. That's a dominant move, all right, yeah. to a dog. So what you've got to teach your people, now let's say we're sitting around the table first. Okay, what they can just drop their arm down, you know, alongside you know, if the dog wants to come up and sniff it, great. Don't have him move that hand. It's just got to dangle there. Let the dog sniff him, okay? And then side profile. Don't look at him. You can glance, but then look away. Glance and then look away. He's got to warm up in his own time, all right? Now, the next thing you're going to do, it's, it's kind of a, it's a trick, but whatever. Okay, take your right hand and hold it out so your palm is up. Okay, now what you're going to do is just put a whisper of a treat in that. Now, swing your, your hand to the left. Keep it open. Okay, and then put your thumb on the leg that's facing the dog at eye height. And then you're going to go treat. Uh, So now he's going to come in and take the treat. Keep your thumb on your leg. Don't let it go. Okay, he's going to come and take the treat. Then just stand up and go, oh, very nice, very nice. Don't pet him. Okay, let's do it again. You're going to flat a palm up, put the little bitty treat in there, little tiny, just whispers, swing it to the left, thumb at eye level at on your leg. Treat. Okay, so what you're after here is that when people come after he's, you know, let's say they've been there for an hour, you're going to have people do that. You want to have people always give them his their size, side profile, because you're telling uh, the dog, I mean you no harm. They are to never, ever reach out into his face and space. He has to get more confident to come into the people's face and space. And so now let's say now you're going to give her, you're going to show everybody this palm up, treat, swivel, thumb on leg. Okay. And then as soon as he takes the treat, they do not have the right to pet him. They just go very nice, but they are to look at the floor. Don't look at him. If he looks up and sees them staring at him, he's going to melt. He's either going to bark or whatever. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so the thing is, is that by doing this over and over, pretty soon he realizes he can go in and get a treat and he doesn't have to defend himself by being petted. And so then eventually he's going to start being calmer about it, calmer about it. And it's going to be baby steps is what it is. But the side profile, nobody reaches towards him. And when I, like, let's say we've been doing it a while and I come over to your house. Okay. And he, when he comes to me with the head up, the tail up, hey, it's a lady with the treats, you know, with his body demeanor, but I'm still, I'm not going to go, I'm never going to pet him from the over the top of the head and down the back. I'm always going to scooch him on the side of the face, under the chin, or in the V in the chest. I'm never going to pet him over his back, no matter what, because that's a dominant move. 
right? So that's yeah. what you've got to do now is understand dog body language and the do's and don'ts and then te- teach people around you how to do it correctly. And what you're after here is to desensitize him to get him used to it. And guys are naturally, because they're bigger in statute and their voice is deeper, the, mm-hmm. the dogs are naturally that are, they, if they're, you know, scared, they're naturally more scared of men. And that's okay. why they have to walk around sideways, basically. And then like, and just sit and glance at the dog, glance away, glance, look away. And so if the dog sits and stares, just keep your head to the side and just kind of glance out of the corner of your eye. Because that's the whole thing is that he's, we got to build his confidence up through training, through doing tricks, doing brain teasers, you know, and then everybody, when you go out on walks and that, people say, can I pet your dog? You're going to say a resounding no. The only people that are that dog's going to meet right now is people within your circle. You're going to get them okay with those, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're out on a walk, can our dogs meet? No, we're in training. You've got to control his environment and help him move forward, okay? And then also, to another thing, you want to play the what is this game to build his to be willing to work as a team with you to start with, and hopefully other people along the way. Put the leash all into your left hand. Take your pointer finger of your right hand. And what you're going to do is you're going to go maybe touch the corner of at eye level of the dog. Okay. Don't go above his head. Eye level or below. You're going to touch like the corner of a chair. <gasps> what is this? What is this? What is this? Laugh with your voice. All right. And so he, you want dogs are more curious than a cat. You want him to get so curious. He's going to come up to his nose where your finger is like, well, what is that? And then you're going to pat him. Oh, look at you. What a buddy. What a brave guy. Oh, look at you. Look at you. And then go on to something else. What is this? Um, uh, take a vacuum cleaner. Don't turn it on. Put it in the bathroom. Put things where they're don't, they, they're not supposed to be and then approach it together as a team. And that's how you're going to do people too. You say, you say within your circle, let's say I come over. I'm within your circle. You're going to go hi and you're going to shake my hand or maybe you're going to give me a hug. And now the dog sees that I'm, you know, you're okay with me so that maybe now he doesn't have to be on guard. And so there's a lot of little things that you have to do to build this confidence to get him to dogs do things for us out of trust and respect that we earn. We build that team. It's not me, master, you, dog. It's respect and trust that we earn. And usually when a dog is like what what you have, they want to recoil and run. Yeah. Everybody wants, oh, they're there, it's okay. Don't worry, it's just a nice man. And the dog looks at you like, boy, you don't got your poop in a group either. Who's going to take care of this situation? <laughs> mm-hmm. And so what you got to do is be the leader to lead him into to be more trustworthy and, and, and check things out. All right? So you yeah. don't coddle. Dogs don't hug and kiss. They don't coddle. It's black and white. Okay? And so that's what you got to do is that you got to be the cheerleader. When needed, and you've got to be the confidant that he can lean on and know nothing's you, you're gonna let not let anybody hurt him. And like I say, pretty before you know it, then it'll start being built. And it might take a couple years. This isn't something at the end of the month. It's all better. This is gonna take a couple years. And so the thing is, is that he may not be a good therapy dog in some situations. Okay, you know, busy situations, he's not going to care. You can desensitize him slowly, but let's get him more confident before we put him into situations like that. But when they have shy dogs, everybody wants to bring him to a dog park, dog play group, you know, sports events, you know, like we'll desensitize. No, 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 that that is a goal. (laughs) That is you do not start out with that. Okay, you've got to build the team and then the team starts expanding, you know, from there. Okay. Yes. 
Does that make sense? That makes complete sense. I really appreciate it because I have just started not taking him to events. I've started kind of being more sensitive to the fact that he doesn't acclimate well right. in busy environments. Right. And so I've been having to tone things down yes. for him and and just say no more. And then when people want a pet, no thank you. Good. So you can see people get really, really upset because their expectation is cute dog. I want a pet. Right. Can you hold on a so, sec? We got to run to the top of the hours. Let's discuss this back more from your side of the point of perspective. Okay. Thank you. Do you know why you never see elephants hiding in trees? We'll be back.